Hi, I'm Porig Walsh, and you're very welcome to the podcast series all about this. Our mission is to explore the subject of disability in Ireland today. I'll be chatting with people with exceptional ability, their families, policymakers, and clinicians working in the field. We hope that these conversations will inform, inspire, and sometimes challenge current thinking on disability. We're all about this, and we're glad that you are too. On this bite-sized edition, we chat to the multi-talented Amy Richardson about her experiences of working in acting, how she got started, and her hopes for the future of the industry. So let's get started. I think it's a good idea that directors and producers to include people like myself to do more in the media and acting and be more inclusive. All about this. Amy is an Irish actress. She has at least a dozen TV, radio and newspaper interviews under her belt. She's outgoing, eloquent. She plays the harp, tin whistle, flute, baron. And I have it on good authority that she's a great ukulele player as well. She has worked on two series of RTE's Punky and had a small role in the feature film The Drummer and the Keeper. She also happens to have Down syndrome. I asked Amy about her first performing arts school, Rosalind Park College in Sunnymount, and how she got started on her acting path. It was um, a, great, a great college because it's run by rehab and it's very inclusive with everybody who has all kinds of different needs, abilities. It's very inclusive. It's a, a lovely college that includes everybody in the different classes and even in the performing arts that I did, they really facilitated every student to their needs as well as facilitating the whole group. And it really made a lovely environment to learn from. I was the only one with Down syndrome in the group, but they still was encouraging and so warming to um, let me be there and be part of the group and part of the work. The very first time I took part in a play was when, when my primary school did Bugs Malone and I, I had a small part for one of the characters. I enjoyed the moment of doing that and uh, the interest has always been there ever since. It's kind of a ho- kind of a hobby as well as being a profession and, enjo- and, and enjoying it as well. She continued her path from stage to screen and appeared in Nick Kelly's feature film, The Drummer and the Keeper. Here she tells us about the experience and life on set. That was um, very exciting, actually. It was like we were getting up very early in the morning. My dad probably remembers as well having to get up at uh, about five in the morning to drive into um, Eamon Kent Park out near Crumlin. And I suppose getting up that early in the morning, there was hardly any traffic. It was much quicker to get there without any traffic. And, of course, we were given breakfast and everything there. They didn't want anybody, any walkers going out. So that's why they wanted to at that time of morning when there was nobody there so we'd have the use of the playing field and running around the field with our bibs on and kicking the football. And it, it was great fun. Um, it, it was a mixed ability football team that I was in. And I only had one line to say. Mostly it was just a few little scenes of me kicking the football and giving the, the football a good rally. And uh, I'm sure my dad would remember seeing me kick the ball. And I remember 
we uh, fell about laughing afterwards. Here's Amy chatting a bit more about the background of the film, the director and the music in the film. A lot of the film, like the director, Nick Kelly, he um, his background of the film is that he has a young son who has Asperger's syndrome and uh, he is like Nick is not only a, a film director but he's a singer songwriter musician and he's had a group called the Fat Lady Sings and more recently a band called um, Alien Envoy and uh, so he's quite well known for his singing and his music so I love the way he he includes music as part of the film as well as the perception around disability and particularly with the two main characters one who has bipolar disorder and the other has Asperger's syndrome so the film is mainly about them and how they how they meet for the first time out in the playing field so it's it's very very moving and very wonderful and there are funny moments in the story as well. Sometimes I'd be laughing and crying at the same time. So with all her experience under her belt, does she have a highlight so far? Yeah, I think the drummer and the keeper has been the biggest highlight. Now, I have had other acting experiences of performing on stage and being behind a microphone doing voiceover for Punky. But... It's very, it's very different to acting behind camera, and it's um, it was more fun. And it was a different kind of a different challenge for me as an actor to be behind camera. I th- I think just having the opportunity to um, be part of acting is um, a gift, really. And Nick Kelly, who directed the drummer and the keeper, it was really a great privilege that he asked me to be part of the film and give, give me the chance to get out there. And even when we had the opening premiere of the film, it was a great night and it was just wonderful to be there. I know I've enjoyed The Drummer and the Keeper, but I know I've really enjoyed Ding Punky as well. That's, that was a great highlight. Soon after, It was soon after I left my day centre. family and hugs and a heart down syndrome Punky was the world's first ever animated series in which the lead character has Down syndrome. It was aired on RTE Junior and Amy recorded an Irish language version as well. She tells us a bit more about the project. Punky is a little girl with Down syndrome. She's six, six years old. She loves life to the full. She has other young siblings in the family. And the first ser- there's two series, there's two series are Punky, and the first series shows Punky uh, living with a single mum, and she has a, a pet dog called Rufus and a brother ca- called Con, and her granny is called Cranky. Punky loves her granny. She loves loves everything that goes on. She she always finds her own way of trying to sort out a problem. And um, there was a second series, and the second series came about because I kind of made a bit of a complaint to the director that why why does why is Punky living with a single mum? Because it doesn't quite fit with my living situation because I live 
half week with my mum and half week, half week with my dad. I said, but Punky doesn't have a dad. Why, why does he not have a dad? So that, that gave um, Gerard some food for thought to think about. And he went away and talked to the writer, Lindsay, and um, they put their heads together and they decided, well, maybe for the second series, she need to have a dad in there. So when the second series came out, she she has a dad. I, so, I certainly felt like I was part of Punky. I... I relate so much to Punky that whenever whenever I'm talking about it with other people, I'm, I'm always saying Amy. I mean Punky. Yeah, it's just interesting. Punky is just like the inner child of me. So I'm kind of embodying P- Punky, and uh, it gives me, me the chance to have my say in the world of what what it's like living with Down syndrome. So does Amy have any tricks of the trade with all that experience? How does she get on with the line learning? Well, for the drummer and the keeper, I, di- I, didn't, I had no trouble le- learning my lines because it was just one line and they would repeat the line to me and then i just say it back in the way they want me to say it. Mm-hmm. So it was much easier that way to say the line and re- remember it. Outside of college and outside of working with the film I'd have my dad there for support to um, feed in the other lines and then I would say my lines so that made it much much easier having his support to help me but he didn't want to be in the way either because it, it, it's my work and it's my lines that I have to learn so I, I would I would I would spend time on the lines myself on my own, even when Dad is working on a computer in the other room. I'd be in the sitting room just saying my lines out loud to myself in front of a mirror. So that makes it that made it much easier for me to do it myself. And then after a while, Dad would come in and he'd listen to me and sing the lines and help me and give me advice. Finally, Amy tells us about her hopes for the future, for the industry and an important message to directors and producers out there. I think there should be more film and TV opportunities for people with intellectual disabilities because you don't, you don't often see it nowadays. Now, I know it, some groups have had some success, like the Blue Teapot Theatre Company. They did a wonderful film called Sanctuary, and it was based on the right to love and romance. I think it's a good idea that directors and producers to think about the whole area of perception for people with intellectual disabilities and think about the importance of having more actors with disabilities. I think it's just a big area that um, directors and actors to um, think about what's out there in the world to um, to approach more to include people like myself to do do more in the media and acting and be more inclusive. I like to be open and do 
bit of everything. Um, I, w- I would like to, like, I know I'm attending college still at the moment, but I would like to find a job that I can work and uh, get some paid work maybe doing acting as, w- as well at some stage. I always find it's good to be open to new opportunities. So you, n- you never know. I like to be open. Amy, thank you for being all about this. We're all about this! And that's it for this episode of All About This. Remember, you can get in touch and continue the conversation with us on Facebook and Twitter and find out more on allaboutthis.com. Thanks to our producer, Amy O'Dwyer, at Trees Road Productions. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>